If you've ever downloaded an app like All Trails or looked at your local park's website, you've probably seen some trail stats like difficulty, distance, and elevation gain. Today, we're breaking down each of these types to help you understand what they are and how you can use them to choose a trail that is right for you. Welcome to Roaming Radio. I'm your host, Sheridan Futrell, bringing you episodes every other week all about the outdoors. We'll learn about new skills, get honest gear reviews, hear stories about belonging in the outdoors from other people just like you, and so much more, all in pursuit of a more adventurous life. So put on your adventure shoes and let's dive on in to today's episode. Let's first talk about distance. This is a component of a trail description that will tell you how long the trail is. Oftentimes, you'll see them in two versions. You'll either see them round trip or one way. If you're looking at National Park Service information, odds are that it's one way. And maps should tell you this. If you're looking at a map on a national park website or even a state park website, it should indicate whether the distance is round trip or one way. And don't make any assumptions with that because it can really trip you up. If you're using an app like All Trails or the Hiking Project, you can move the little dot around and that can show you where the distance is coming from. So that's really helpful to determine if it's a round trip distance or some arbitrary distance that happens on All Trails. And you can use the little blue dot and kind of like walking through, so to speak, on the trail map itself to help you see where the distance is coming from. And you can double check to make sure that it's round trip. With all trails and other apps like all trails, sometimes the distance is off. And I'm not sure why it gets off, but sometimes it is off. That's why you'll see people joking about, oh, how many times have you been personally victimized by the all trails distance lying to you. So I like to double check where the little blue dot is on the map just to make sure that all of the distance has been accounted for before I go out on the hike. Distance also plays into difficulty. There's generally a mileage amount associated with the difficulty of a hike. And I can touch on that when we get to the difficulty section of this episode. But the distance is just a measure of how far you're going. It doesn't take into account how many vertical feet you're using. That would be elevation gain. And it doesn't take into account anything else other than how far are you going. And when it comes to choosing a trail that's right for you with respect to purely distance, there are a few things to know. There's knowing whether the trip is one way or round trip. There's also knowing about the types of trails. So there's loops, there's out and back, and there's point to point. So if you're not told whether a distance is round trip or one way, knowing what type of trail you're on is helpful for that. So a loop is a circle. So that distance should be round trip. An out and back is where you are hiking to a destination and then you're hiking directly back on the same route. And that is where it gets a little iffy on if it's round trip or one way. And that's just something to check on the map if you're really concerned about it. Like if it's eight miles and you're like, oh, is that eight miles round trip or is that 16 miles round trip? That's worth a call to a ranger or looking at reviews of the hike. 
And then there's point to point. And point to points are one way that is not out and back. That is like you start in point A and you end up in point B. So if you park at point A, you will not be returning to your car in a point to point trail. So that's just something to keep in mind when it comes to distance and a little shortcut on knowing for certain if the distance is round trip or not. And really a loop is the only time you're going to know that it's genuinely round trip without looking up that information. The next set of information you'll see on a trail is elevation. So elevation will differ depending on what platform you're on. Some platforms calculate the gross vertical feet and some calculate the net. So what I mean by that is some platforms will say, oh, if you go up a thousand feet, down 500 feet, and then up another 1,000 feet, you've gained 2,000 feet. Some will say, if you go up 1,000 feet, down 500 feet, up 1,000 feet, you've gained 1,500 feet. That's just because of how it's calculated. All trails only reports on the elevation gain, not loss. So if you're going up the 1,000, going down 500, then going up 300 feet, you're doing 1,300 feet of gain. Personally, this is my preferred way of understanding elevation gain because I want to know how much I'm going up because up takes a lot of energy out of me. But that's just something to look at if you're concerned about the elevation gain. And whether an elevation gain is hard or not depends really on the distance traveled to get that gain. So for example, gaining a thousand feet in a mile is a lot to do in a mile. Gaining a thousand feet over the course of four miles is totally different. And that goes into part of what makes a trail easy or moderate or hard is how quickly you gain that elevation. Another way to quickly know if the elevation is really going to suck or not is understanding what it's graded for. So trails that are graded for pack animals tend to have switchbacks. And although it might be a lot of elevation in one go, you use switchbacks versus going straight up a hill or a mountain. If it's not graded for pack animals, like the Appalachian Trail or a lot of trails back east are not graded for animals. And there's just a lot of straight vertical movement. There's not a lot of switchbacks, which is a little bit more strenuous than switchbacks. So that's just something to keep in mind and a fun little geographical difference between hiking in the Western United States and the Eastern United States. A note on distance and elevation gain, generally elevation is more strenuous than distance. When you're comparing like a mile with no elevation gain versus a mile with really any elevation gain, the elevation gain is going to make that mile harder. And that's something to know when you're looking at longer hikes and to keep in mind as you're selecting hikes. And that brings us to choosing a trail that's right for you with respect to elevation gain. The first thing is know what feels good for you, and that comes through trial and error. If you live in a flatter area, you probably don't have a lot of opportunity to get this, and that's okay. If you hike in areas where you do have the opportunity to experience different gains over different distances, that's just something to keep in mind when you're looking at longer trails or doing backpacking trips and things of that nature. Elevation gain also changes And because of that, your altitude changes. If you are in a sea level area where it is relatively flat and your elevation gain is sub a thousand feet, you might not notice the elevation as much as somebody who is gaining a thousand feet or 2000 feet between 8000 feet in elevation 
or I'm sorry, in altitude versus 10,000 feet in altitude. That's because the air is thinner the higher you go. And so gaining a thousand feet at sea level levels is way different than gaining a thousand feet when you are 10,000 feet above sea level. So if you're traveling or if you're hiking in a higher elevation area and you're like, oh, I normally can do a thousand feet, no problem. But then you like plop yourself at high altitude and then you're like, oh, I'm struggling. There's a reason. And that's because of the altitude. You're also going to want to look at the elevation profile ahead of time when possible. If you're choosing a hike that's in like that gray area of what is fun for you when it comes to elevation gain. If you see an elevation profile and that's like that map that's really jaggedy at the bottom of all trails. I know other hiking apps have something similar you can look at. But if you are looking at your elevation map and you're like, oh, this thousand feet of elevation gain is spread out over a bunch of little stretches of going up versus all at once, that's something that's useful to know for you. If you're climbing or hiking in areas like the Grand Canyon or Zion National Park or Bryce Canyon National Park, anything really with canyon in the name I would look at the elevation profile for sure, because odds are is you have what's called a canyon climb, and that is where all of your elevation is gained basically at one time coming out of the canyon, and those can really suck if you do them at the height of summer or like the height of the heat for the day. So when you're looking at the elevation profile, just kind of be a little bit strategic on A, what feels good for you, B, when you're going to hit that climb and where you'll be as far as your energy goes when it's time to do that gain. And the last piece about elevation and how it impacts choosing a hike that's right for you, use trekking poles. Trekking poles are those sticks that people use when they're like walking when you see like a graphic of a hiker and it's like a person with two sticks. Those are trekking poles. They're really helpful for not only the inclines to help you get a little bit more of like support as you're climbing, but they're also really great for those descents where you might want some more support for your knees. If you have knee injuries or ankle injuries, they're they're just really great. Like if you don't use them, you can just put them in your backpack and no harm, no foul. But having them when you need them versus not having them be like, oh man, I really wish I had them. It's better just to carry them. Costco has some that are really decent for like 20 bucks. So this isn't a piece of gear that you have to spend hundreds of dollars on. You can if you want. They're ultimately sticks. So I wouldn't spend a hundred bucks on them, but they're a really nice thing to help you when it comes to the ups and downs of a hiking trail. Elevation and Distance do play into the next part, and that is difficulty. Difficulty is shown as easy, moderate, or difficult, hard, strenuous, any of those synonyms. And sometimes different platforms do show a variation within those. So sometimes you'll have like an easy, moderate, or a moderately strenuous to kind of help fill in those gaps because it is a range and it is a spectrum of difficulty when it comes to choosing a hike. So on apps like All Trails or The Hiking Project, one thing to note is that the difficulty is relative to the area. So it's subjective based on what's around it. And what I mean by that is, is a hard hike in Illinois might be easy if you were to plop that same exact hike down in Colorado. 
And that's just because it is based around what's around it. So a hard hike in Illinois might be easy in Colorado, and an easy hike in Colorado might be a hard hike back in Illinois. And that's where understanding these other stats that make up the difficulty is really helpful in determining if that difficulty rating is actually true for you. When it comes to the national parks, they have a more mathematical approach. They have an equation that takes into account the distance and the elevation gain, and then it spits out a number, and then you take that number, compare it against a chart, and that should tell you how easy or strenuous a hike is. For those of you who are fellow math nerds, I'll leave that in the show notes, but that that one's just a lot harder to determine the difficulty of a hike versus like just looking at it on a app. There are a lot of factors that go into the difficulty and one of them is the distance. So generally, and not always, but generally easy hikes tend to be less than three miles. Moderate tend to fall in the three to five range. Moderately strenuous fall in that five to eight. And the strenuous is more of seven to 10 miles. Very strenuous can be eight plus miles onward. And that's more of a guide because there are other factors within those mile ranges that could change how easy or hard a hike is. But generally, the longer the hike, you're going to get into a harder one just because it is more taxing on you energetically when you're doing eight miles versus three. Elevation gain also comes into play there because an eight mile flat hike might be easier than you know, a six mile hike with a couple thousand feet of elevation gain. So that would also play into account as far as how a hike is classified when it comes to easy, moderate, or strenuous. And another thing is going to be the altitude. So I kind of talked about it a little bit in the elevation section of this episode, but the altitude matters. So an easy hike at 5,000 feet above sea level might be more moderate once you put it at 10,000 feet. And that's just because there's no air. Like altitude does make things more challenging. There is air you can breathe. You're not going to like suffocate in the United States, or at least the continental United States. Like it's not Everest. But part of what makes those big mountains like Everest, like Mount Hood, and just 14ers, if you're familiar with those, is the lack of oxygen and like the lack of being able to catch your breath and be able to perform the same as you do when you're down at sea level. The things you should think about when you're looking at the difficulty rating and trying to choose a hike that's right for you, first things first, is know what your definitions of easy, moderate, and hard are. Because what's easy for me might be difficult for someone else, and what's difficult for someone else is definitely difficult for me. At the same token, what might be difficult for someone else might be just be moderate for me. And that just all goes into play with how familiar you are with hiking and how comfortable you are with the different components of hiking and putting that into your own personal definition. A great way to find out the information that would help you decide if a hike is hard for you is the reviews that you would see on an app like All Trails or sometimes Google Maps has trail reviews. You can look there too. And even social media because you could see pictures and actually fully understand what the geography looks like and the terrain looks like in a specific hike. You can also look at the map, especially one that is 
like a topographic map where it shows you like the elevation gain or if you have the elevation profile available to you, that can help you understand if a hike is going to be on the easy side of hard or the hard side of hard for you or things of that nature. And don't be afraid or intimidated by the classification. There are plenty of hikes that are classified as hard on all trails around me that I find more moderate and still enjoyable. And there are plenty that are ranked as easy where I'm like, "Mm, that should be more of a moderate hike. And that just is a testament to it is really subjective when it comes to the difficulty of a hike. Granted, I know that there are like some standard hikes that just like are hard and those are classified as such as hard. So especially in that easy and moderate range, there's a lot of variation in those. So don't be afraid if you're a beginner hiker to go for a moderate hike. If you look at the profile and you're like, oh, this is moderate because there's no shade, or this is moderate because all the elevation gains at one time, but I'm confident I can do that. So don't be afraid to try out these different hikes, even if you're starting out. Just make sure you're prepared. And the last part about hikes, which... You will not find really on a true like general trail listing is the class of a hike. Most hikes you find on maps at state parks and national parks and all trails and things of that nature are class one hikes or class two. So class one hikes are paths. You don't really need anything other than your two feet, some water to go on this hike. Class two is like the next most difficult class. And those are trails that might have sections that are not well marked or that that you need to do some route finding on. And there's usually a need to like go over a little bit of loose terrain, like loose rocks called scree, or even some larger rocks that require you to like stabilize yourself. Class three will have sections with more rugged terrain where you need to use your hands to help you navigate, and you might end up seeing some steeper slopes on the sides of the trail. There will be bigger rocks, and this is the class where some people do start to decide to add a helmet to their gear, and class three is really hard to find on accident. And then you get to class four, which is even harder to find on accident, and that is straight up mountaineering territory, so you'll need a helmet. A lot of people do use ropes on class fours just to like tie themselves for safety because although you're not going straight up like a rock climbing wall, like you're still climbing. And so if you stumble on a class four hike, you'll be able to see it and just turn your butt around if you're not ready for that. Class five, you're rock climbing and that's that's no longer hiking. But that's the class system in a very, very quick nutshell. And so when you're looking for a hike, know that most hikes that you will find on state parks websites, national parks websites, and hiking apps will be in the class one, sometimes class two category. It's really hard to accidentally stumble upon the higher classes because you need to know how to route find to find them. So if you stumble upon it, you've probably done something wrong. Uh, The big takeaways from today's episode are that hiking trails are more than just a path that is a certain distance long. There are other components that make it up, like elevation gain and difficulty and terrain and all of those, plus the distance, do get wrapped up into a hike. There are a lot of these components and there are ways to understand the components to choose a hike that is right for you and one that is suitable for you based on your preferences, your 
opinions and even just like how you want to enjoy your day that day, it might not match the algorithms. So you might love doing moderate hikes and that's fantastic. And a moderate hike might be easy for you, but sometimes the app that you use or even the map that you're looking at doesn't classify it as that. And so one of the takeaways here is that even though we do have these guiding stats or like these guiding components that do make up a trail is that there's still a lot of area for preference and a lot of area for subjectivity. There's just like a lot of information out there that can really help you pick trails that are going to be a great time for you. And I hope that today's episode gave you a little bit of insight as to what those are and what makes up those components. So whether you are someone who loves easy hikes or loves hard hikes, the important thing here is that you can understand the elevation, you can understand the difficulty and the distance and just really make an informed choice for yourself. So that way you can get out safely and happily and really just enjoy hiking because if you don't enjoy it, why bother? Thank you for sharing your time with me on this week's episode of Roaming Radio. If you're looking to start your outdoor journey, I have an essential guide to getting outside that is completely free to download at the link in the show notes. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and subscribe wherever you're listening so you don't miss a new episode. Until next time, keep exploring.